The New Jersey Devils will look to extend their win streak to 12 games against the Ottawa Senators, but let's talk about their last game against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Who do I think is going to be the key factor for the Devils to get their 12th win? And what was my mindset going into the Toronto Maple Leafs game? Well, I have a lot to talk about in today's episode of Locked on Devils. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play play announcer, and also Dallas Rider for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. So, the New Jersey Devils on an 11-game win streak. Their next matchup is, is against the Ottawa Senators, and that's a matchup that I'm looking forward to. I believe the New Jersey Devils will come out on the winning end in this matchup just because it works it to their favor a little bit. But the first time that we play the Ottawa Senators it ended in exciting fashion. So as you guys recall, that was the game in which Dougie Hamilton, it seemed like he originally scored the OT game winner, but uh, apparently it grazed off of Nico Heischer and it redirected on in, found the back of the net. And Nico Heischer was credited with the OT game winner. And it, it like I said, it was a very exciting game to see, especially during OT in which the New Jersey Devils, they had to go on the penalty kill. Uh, Eric Halla broke his stick. So at one point it seemed like that the Ottawa Senators were on the four-on-two advantage, and then towards the end of OT, the, uh, the Ottawa Senators collected the penalty, so the New Jersey Devils had the man-up advantage. Then uh, the rest was history. Dougie Hamilton was able to uh, find uh, Nico Heischer's uh, jersey, I guess, and uh, redirected on in, so he got a very great uh, assist, even though I think it should have just gone to Dougie Hamilton. But nonetheless, I'm, I'm excited to see what the New Jersey Devils do in round two against the Ottawa Senators, and the New Jersey Devils, once again, they proved me wrong because they came away with another OT victory against the Toronto Maple Leafs coming out on the winning end, 3-2, to two, and Yegor Sharangovich was a hero. Now, I do have an explanation as to why I picked the Toronto Maple Leafs to come away with the victory in that matchup and snap the New Jersey Devils' was 10-game win streak at the time. So I'll explain that a little later in the episode, but... First, let's do a little bit of synopsis of the game. So let's work backwards. Let's talk about the OT game winner. So Yegor Sharangovich was able to get it past Murray. And um, I, I, at first I thought Mitchell Marner actually just got the back of the net by, on his own goalie by accident. But after looking at the replay and looking at it in slow motion, I was like, oh, no, Marner whiffed at that. And Sharangovich actually did get full grasp of the puck. And Jack Hughes also did take a bit of a tumble, but according to uh, Christy Flannery over at the Hockey Writers, she said that Jack Hughes was participating in practice this morning at the time's recording, so he is good to go. And I'll give you guys another injury update, even though I knew he was going to be all right. Dougie Hamilton in the last game kind of took a shot to the nut area, so um, he, he was in some serious pain, according to Amanda Stein, but he was able to also participate in practice, so... Dougie Hamilton, while he's good to play hockey, I'm not sure if he's good to have children in the near future. So just wanted to give just wanted to just point that little joke out just because I thought it was funny. But uh, but really, this was much needed for someone like Yegor Sharangovich. Now, in the previous episode, I talked about uh, why the New Jersey Devils elected to just shift up their line combinations a little bit because 
Lindy Ruff rolled with the same line combinations that he used to begin period number two against the Montreal Canadiens, in which you put Jesper Bratt on the third line, and then you put Eric Collin, Dawson Mercer on the second line with Jack Hughes. So I said that it, it did work against Montreal Canadiens, and it was a team that you can afford to do that against just because the Montreal Canadiens are a bottom-tier team. And if, if you make a mistake against them, it's not really going to come back to bite you. But Lindy Ruff surprised me once again. He rolled with that same lineup. Yes, it got them the win, but Montreal Canadiens and the Toronto Maple Leafs, two very different teams in two different directions. So I thought it was a little risky, but once again, it did work out. The New Jersey Devils did put up a good battle, but I said the overall reasoning as to why he probably did in the first place was to get someone like Sharon Govich going. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, in the previous episode, I also talked about how Christy Flannery said that the past five games uh, prior to the Canadians uh, uh, matchup, Dawson Mercer, Yegor Sharangovich, and Brendan Smith were the only Devils players to not record a point in the previous five matchups. So it was just like maybe you switch it up just a little bit so that way Sharangovich is paired alongside with Jesper Bratt. So maybe Sharangovich can maybe assist on a Bratt goal so that way he could get going a little bit because we saw Dawson Mercer when he was paired alongside with Jack Hughes, Dawson Mercer in the game against Montro Canadians was able to walk away with a couple points. So maybe that was uh, another way to also get uh, Sharon Govich going. And we already know the situation with Brendan Smith. I'll talk about that momentarily, but my, my overall mindset was that, you know, maybe that's how you just get those players going. So Dawson Mercer able to walk away with a couple points against the Montreal Canadiens game. And then for the Toronto Maple Leafs game, Yegor Sharon Govich, Maybe this is what puts him over the edge just a little bit. Because last year, Sharon Govich did get off to a slow start. But towards the end of it, he started to pick it up a little bit more. And uh, Sharon Govich, I think we can all agree that I think we're expecting just a little bit better from him. Because 17 games in, he has four goals, three assists for a grand total of seven points and a plus minus of negative two. So while it's just like we're I, – I just said that I want solid production from Yegor Sharon Govich. Nothing spectacular, but – I think he could put a couple more points on the board, but that's just me. So him getting this game-winning OT uh, winner against the Toronto Maple Leafs, I think that's going to do wonders for his confidence. And actually in our next game against the Ottawa Senators, in which they play later this afternoon, I'm actually picking Yegor Sharangovich to be my underdog X-Factor because it, it does wonders for a player when you uh, walk off a hero like that. So I think Yegor Sharangovich, this was the the confidence booster he needed. I think this is what uh, puts him over the edge just a little bit. And once Sharon Govich gets it going a little bit, that just adds more depth for the New Jersey Devils. So Yegor Sharon Govich, that was much needed for him. And throughout the entirety of the game for the New Jersey Devils, they put up a great effort against the Toronto Maple Leafs because we saw Austin Matthews score in period number one. And then just a few seconds later, Jesper Bratt was able to tie the game. That's how you fight back. That's how you answer the door because that was one of the concerns I had for the New Jersey Devils going into that matchup because they tend to struggle in period number one in which the, they give up a lot of shots on goal. Seems like they can't get their offense going. But in in the matchup against the Toronto Maple Leafs, they actually held down the four quite nicely. Vitek Vanacek didn't look intimidated when he was uh, met with Austin Matthews or Mitchell Marner or all of them. So uh, Vitek Vanacek, once again, standing his ground. But that's how you answer on back, and that's how you know you regain control of the momentum. And then into period number two, 
Nico Heischer had a great goal. And I thought the New Jersey Devils had it the rest of the way. Unfortunately, when there was just like a couple minutes left in period number three, William Nylander was able to tie the game. And then I, going into OT, I already talked about the circumstances of OT. Jack Hughes is fine. Yego Sharangovich is a hero. I was just like, okay, either way, even if the New Jersey Devils come out on the losing end, at least they walk away with a point. But once again, the New Jersey Devils surprised me. So the New, despite them going on an 11-game win streak, the New Jersey Devils continue to surprise me. Now, in the next segment, I'm going to tell you guys why I picked the Toronto Maple Leafs to win the matchup against the New Jersey Devils. But before we continue, uh, yes, the betting uh, lines wasn't really good for me yesterday, but uh, maybe you guys will have better luck. So I want to get you guys hip to betonline.net. So betonline.net is your number one source for your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it for you at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find all those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest, easy way to get your betting fix in. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Please remember to gamble responsibly and visit our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there as well. So, I got some explaining to do. So, why did I pick the Toronto Maple Leafs to snap the New Jersey Devils' 10-game win streak? Well, there's a reason for that, and... But before I give you guys the reasoning, let's get some background information. So courtesy of ESPN, I'm going to tell you guys which team we got our 10 wins against and where they're currently ranked in the ESPN rankings. So uh, even if they weren't ranked in this particular position when we were playing them at first, you start to get a better sense of who they are as a team just because we're a quarter of the way through the season now. So you start to see which teams are the true legitimate playoff teams and which teams start to fizzle on out. So those teams that were trending upwards, and we all know how a trend is. You, you, yeah, it's kind of a roller coaster because the New Jersey Devils have been that the last couple seasons because, like, last year the Devils got off to a respectable start, then they started to fizzle on down, and they could never just climb back up. So you guys get the point. We've been in that situation before. But our first win came against the Detroit Red Wings, 6-2. to two. The Red Wings are ranked 16th in the ESPN Power Rankings. Avalanche won nothing. Number eight position. Blue Jackets, 7-1, 31st, so second to last. Canucks, 5-2, 27th. Edmonton, 4-3, 15th, so middle of the pack. Calgary, 4-3, 17th, similar to the Oilers, middle of the pack. Calgary, 3-2, 17th, like I just said. The Senators, 4-3, 25th position. Canadians, 5-1, 24th position. Toronto Maple Leafs, 3-2, the, the Maple Leafs are currently ranked in the ninth position in the ESPN power rankings. So do you guys get where I'm going with this? So I'm not trying to take anything away from the Devils, but we were playing a top-ranked team. So we were playing, and I get it, we're a top-ranked team ourselves. But at the same time, did we really anticipate the New Jersey Devils to be this good because let's be realistic with ourselves. I think only a select few of fans pick the New Jersey Devils to actually be like top dogs in the NHL. We're right below the Boston Bruins in the power rankings, but still, we're one of the top teams in the NHL. We're almost, or if not, a quarter of the way through the season. And the New Jersey Devils are on this lengthy winning streak. They're putting up monstrous numbers. Jesper Bratt is performing better than expectations. Jack Hughes is a point-per-game player. 
Vitek Vanacek has exceeded my expectations. There's so much we could talk about that I've already discussed in previous episodes, but you get the point. Going into the season, I don't think anybody anticipated for New Jersey Devils to be a top five team in the NHL. So just bear with me in that regard. So when playing the Toronto Maple Leafs, it was the first time that the New Jersey Devils were playing a top 10 ranked opponent since the Colorado Avalanche. And that was when we got our second win during this lengthy win streak. And the excuse you can make for the Colorado Avalanche was that they were a little dinged up. So it's just like, you get what I'm saying. It's just like playing against the Canucks who are ranked 27th, playing against Calgary and Edmonton who are middle of the pack or playing against the Canadians, the Senators, whatever the case might be. Playing against those teams, they were either mediocre or they were just bottom tier. So even if if it wasn't like a quote-unquote gimme win as I would describe it, these were still winnable games that worked into the favor for the New Jersey Devils. Now, I'm not, like I said, I am not trying to take anything away from the Devils under any circumstance. No win is an easy win in the NHL, but going against the Toronto Maple Leafs, especially how they played against the Canadians in period number one, I kind of had my doubts because it's been a few weeks since we played a top 10 ranked opponent. So it's just like, what, like I said, when we're playing against the Blue Jackets, second to uh, last in the power rankings or the Coyotes in that similar fashion, it's just like these are winnable games for the New Jersey Devils. These are games that they should be winning, quite honestly. And I get that. Uh, you could call me pessimistic. You could call me a Debbie Downer. You could call me whatever you want, but it's the truth. So when going against the Toronto Maple Leafs, I was just like, okay, if the New Jersey Devils don't get their act together in period number one, it's going to be a long night for them because that game against the Montreal Canadiens, let's be honest with ourselves, that really should have been a 2 nothing or a 3 nothing game. But I said in the previous episode, Vitek Vancek was the one keeping the New Jersey Devils in the game. They've won 14 of their last 15 games. They're first in the Metro, and they're one of the top-ranked teams in the NHL. But I don't think anyone anticipated for the Devils to be this good. Just so, just so we're clear, I certainly didn't. And I consider myself one of the more optimistic Devils personalities out there. Just because I say the Devils can definitely surprise a lot of people, I didn't anticipate for them to be this good. So I expected for them to be like middle of the pack of the Metro or just maybe competing for a wild card position. But we're kind of past that right now. But it's still very early in the season. A lot can happen. The example that I constantly use is the – 2017 and 2018 season devils first in the metro in december of that year and then they barely made it into the wild card position so just can't reiterate that enough so that's why i picked the toronto maple Leafs to beat the new jersey devils just because devils have been playing let's just face it mediocre to lower tier competition and the devils don't really particularly like against the canadians game don't really didn't really play too well in period number one. So I thought the Toronto Maple Leafs, while they did give us a run for our money, I thought the Toronto Maple Leafs were going to be the ones that were going to lead throughout the majority of the game. And the devils would just struggle to like tie it up because I never said that the Maple Leafs would blow out the devils. I just said that the Maple Leafs will beat them. And I think I predicted the score to be like four to two and the uh, Maple Leafs would get the empty netter. But Overall, the Devils continue to surprise me, and I can't doubt them. But the one thing I want everyone to take into consideration is that is simply this. We haven't played the Bruins yet. We haven't played the Golden Knights yet. We haven't played the Hurricanes yet. So let me put it to you this way. This lengthy winning streak is great and all. Winning 14 of their last 15 games is fantastic. But I'm going to be more impressed if the New Jersey Devils, for the first time, when they play the Vegas Golden Knights, the Bruins, 
and the uh, Hurricanes. I don't know when, but if they're able to beat all three of those teams the first time that they play them, I'm going to actually be more impressed with that because then you start to get a better sense of where are the New Jersey Devils because the argument that a lot of people use is that they played against uh, lower-tier competition, and there's some truth to that, but at the same time, if it was that easy, so many teams would be on a lengthy win streak right now. This is not an easy thing for the Devils to do. So I, I certainly want to give credit where credit is due. But if the New Jersey Devils, like I said, if they beat the Bruins, if they, if they beat the Vegas Golden Knights, if they beat the Hurricanes in the first go-round, I'm going to be more impressed with that because then we can start to get a better sense of who the New Jersey Devils are as a team. How do they stack up against the other top-tier teams in the NHL? And come January or come the All-Star game, whatever the case might be, when the season is like halfway through – I really hope to be making an episode saying, are the New Jersey Devils title contenders? Like, can they legitimately compete for a cup? Not just make the playoffs at that point, but make the cup. But for right now, uh, just seeing how they play against the lower tier teams or the mediocre teams, they've proven that they can handle themselves, but there's still some challenges that they need to accomplish. There's some challenges that they need to just face and they haven't faced the Boston Bruins yet they haven't faced the Vegas Golden Knights yet they haven't faced the Hurricanes yet so I just want everyone to take that into consideration which and like I said I can't reiterate this enough this win streak is fantastic it's great but we are far 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 from over it's only a quarter away done the season is So if it makes everyone feel better, I am predicting that the New Jersey Devils are going to extend their win streak to 12 games against the Ottawa Senators because I, I think this game is still going to be exciting. I picked Yegor Sharangovich to be my person to watch. And early on in the episode, I said that I would talk about Brendan Smith. So we talked about how uh, Sharangovich had no points the last six or so games. And then we talked about how Mercer didn't have a point in the last five or so games along with Brendan Smith and um, how they were just searching for something, and then Mercer was able to get a couple points against the Montreal Canadiens. Boquist only had one point the last five games. I'll talk about Boquist in a future episode, not too, not too, um, not too long in the distant future. But for right now, let's talk about Brendan Smith and where do I see best fit for him? Because for right now, he did get an assist in the last game against the Toronto Maple Leafs. That was his first point of the season. And we rave about how good the defense has been for the New Jersey Devils. And the fact that Brendan Smith, during this win streak, during uh, the entirety of the season, didn't register his first point as a New Jersey Devil until uh, we won 11 straight against the Toronto Maple Leafs. That is very concerning. Look, I get that he's a great presence in the locker room. But even then, he's taking a roster spot away from someone. It really should be, on a consistent basis, be Kevin Ball. It should be Shimon Nemetz come next year. Luke Hughes, Nikita Ohotuk, Riley Walsh. Like, these guys in Utica should be given chances to showcase what they can do. So, obviously, Luke Hughes is still at the University of Michigan. Um, we, we we talked about how Shimon Nemetz is still in Utica. Uh, Nikita Ohotuk, uh, Riley Walsh, Kevin Ball is an extra defenseman. These guys should be given a, a bigger chance to prove what they could do. And that's why, I, and to this day, I was still so confused about why did we obtain Brendan Smith in the first place when we still have some veteran presence. So that's my thing, which is like, we, like 
I get that maybe Smith isn't meant to, you know, generate the points. That's Dougie Hamilton's job. But when you look at the plus minus, so for someone like Jonas Siegenthaler, he's not a big point productive kind of guy on the defensive side of things, but he is leading our team in plus minus with plus 15. Then when you look at Brendan Smith, his plus minus is zero. And then for Damon Severson, he is the only defenseman to be in the negatives for the New Jersey Devils. His plus minus is negative one. The only defenseman, like I said, to be in the negatives for plus minus. And we've been raving how good the defense has been. Dougie Hamilton seems to be back in full fruition. Ryan Graves is having a great impact. Jonas Siegenthaler, we talked about how he's not a point uh, productive player, but at the same time, he is not, uh, he is certainly not hindering the execution for New Jersey Devils. Brendan Smith and Damon Severson are just brutal right now. Please make Brendan Smith a healthy scratch and put someone like Kevin Ball in or bring up someone from Utica and give them a chance to showcase what they can do. So Brendan Smith is a great presence in the locker room uh, based on a recent interview that Tom Fitzgerald did with allaboutthejersey.com. Yeah, that's, that's, that's great and all, but at the same time, there, there's been a few times that, uh, the past few games in which Brendan Smith and Damon Severson are huge defensive liabilities with their sloppy passing or sloppy puck control, whatever the case might be. And Brendan Smith did actually have an effective, um, uh, he had an effective defensive play against the Toronto Maple Leafs. So I want to give credit where credit is due. But the fact that he registered his first point as a devil this late right now, like we're a quarter of the way through the season and we've been raving about how good the defense has been for the New Jersey Devils, we've been talking about how good John Marino is. We've been talking about how good Doug Hamilton is. We've been talking about how good Ryan Gray is. All of them have been. But Brandon Smith, please make him a healthy scratch. It, it just seems like he's hindering it just a little bit. And that's my overall cr critique. I wish I could end this episode on a lighter note. But once again, New Jersey Devils play the Ottawa Senators. And I project that the New Jersey Devils will come away with the victory. Once again, my X factor to look out for is Yegor Sharangovich. I think he is destined to sort of do what uh, Dawson Mercer did just a couple games ago, which is walk away with a couple points. And I think he has that confidence booster. So let me know what you guys think. What do you think about Brendan Smith? What do you think about my overall analysis about uh, the New Jersey Devils and their competition the last 11 games in which they've walked away with wins? And I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts. So leave a comment down below if you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening on a podcast streaming service. Hit me up on my personal Twitter page, at TreyMatt4, or the show's Twitter page, at LockedOnDevils. As for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.